Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, you have stopped in for a visit with your friend, Dr. Andrew Michaels. You are always welcome, and he invites you in for a conversation that, knowing him, could go in any direction. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my special Thanksgiving Day podcast. Hmm. I don't want to get too crazy today, but I think I better tell you a funny story with an interesting twist end for Thanksgiving and a good reason why I am giving thanks this year. I'm giving thanks this year for my health. My health has been relatively good. I'm still healing from some injuries I had a few years ago, but in general, I'm almost back to 100%. I still need to start exercising more and lose some weight but I have been really working on my diet, um, you know, what I eat. And I have been drinking a lot less. Like, I practically quit drinking for all intents and purposes mm, almost two years now. And uh, I will have a drink on an occasion, but I basically, you know... Friends get together, I'll have a few beers, that's about it. I don't... I actually lost my taste for alcohol. I just got tired of drinking it and lost interest in it. And I know that's weird, but... um, It's happened to me in different times of my life. There were times when I didn't drink, like in most of my late 20s, early 30s, I rarely drank, just didn't drink. And uh, so it's kind of strange. I've had this experience before. And I'm glad my health is okay because I was in a rather horrible car accident on November 2nd. November's just not been my month all the way around. I uh, hit a deer about... Oh, 11.30 at night on my way home from work. And it was a very big female deer. I was giving my daughter's boyfriend a ride home. He visited her. And I was nearby, so I swung by and picked him up and was giving him a ride home. And we were going about 55 miles an hour on a state route in Ohio. 
where I live, and there were two deer, and I think if they were, they I thought they were both female, but they didn't have horns, but I guess that's not totally indicative, but this time of year, the males have their horns, so I assume it was a female, but she was a very big deer, and this is the fun part, I thought she jumped uh no wait i got it backwards john her my daughter's boyfriend he thought the deer jumped into the um front of our car and hit right where the passenger headlight is i thought the deer was standing on the road my recollection is i saw her rear end and she turned and literally stepped into the road and it's funny that two people sitting right there looking right at the same situation saw two very different things happen but the bottom line is the deer literally put her shoulder into the headlight of my car and put her head into the hood and smashed the entire engine compartment, the headlight assembly, the uh, radiator got shoved right into the motor, just destroyed the hood, the fender wall, everything, um, busted up the car pretty bad. Uh, there was actually smoke rolling off of it, and all the fluids in the car were draining out, and the deer got sucked under the tire and we ran it over and I went oh my god we just killed a deer and John said no it's gotten up it got up <laughs> and we ran over that deer with both tires and it got up and walked off into the woods to die I cannot believe that deer stood up and walked off the road but it did. <clears throat> and the head and neck of the deer hit the hood so hard that they buckled the hood up. And you can clearly see a dent right where it hit. And it just crushed it in. And shoved the radiator uh, right up against the engine block. And damaged the engine and popped radiator hoses everywhere. And the whole engine compartment smoked up and... um the window washer bottle for the windshield wipers uh, was knocked completely out of the frame that hold, held, you know, holds it in place and it got jammed between what was left of the fender and the front tire and it was uh, grinding it and smoke was rolling off the tire like you wouldn't believe smoke off the engine and a lot of people don't know this but at least in the United States of America the, what they sell here window washer fluid has um, alcohol in it a little bit of ethanol or some kind of alcohol to keep it uh, from freezing I think and it's not water you know it's got this this chemical in it that's flammable and uh, it got so hot from the friction of the tire. I didn't go very far, but 
you know, we're going 55. So we did travel a little bit and, um, the smoke was rolling off the tire and it almost caught on fire and would have burned the whole car up because I didn't have a fire extinguisher and I was in the country and there was no way for me to, uh, control the flames or put it out but luckily I pulled over and stopped and that cut the friction to the uh, that bottle and all that leaking fluid and, it, and the smoke died down and actually put itself out and uh, there was a, just a ton of antifreeze all over the uh, hood and once I shut it off it bled out onto the ground instead of you know spraying onto the motor so that was that was good too because it was it smells horrible i don't like the smell of uh antifreeze at all and i was just completely dumbfounded i don't panic i'm not a panicky kind of person i kept my hands on the wheel and just kept going straight you know you don't want to swerve or turn the wheel or anything that could you know cause the car to wreck worse than it is and I just went up to a, a spot that was well off the side of the road and a good spot to get towed from and I was lucky there was some a space like that because there was a lot of ditches on the road we were on we actually hit the deer it was like in a ditch and it jumped up out of the ditch or it walked out of the ditch whichever way it did it and it just, you know, impacted us immediately. It was like hitting a, a brick wall is what it felt like. And it was just it was like a big boom. And I kept the wheel straight and just slowed down and, you know, hit the brakes and took the car over and off the road and immediately turned it off. And just, that was the end of it. Because I knew I was done. We were done. It, it, you, there was no headlight and there's just smoke everywhere and I knew we were done and the radiator was gone so you, you can't go anywhere the car's shot so I, I turned the car off you know so it went overheat or anything like that until we find out what's going on you know because the radiator's totally gone and I said you actually saw the deer and he goes yeah I was looking in the side mirror and, he, and it jumped right up in the taillights and started running off the road. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. We, so we kind of looked, and it was not there. It was gone. And um, in the light of day, we could see that it, it didn't get very far, and it fell over and died. But it, the adrenaline that it had was enough to get it up off the ground and walk off the road. Um but like I said, it didn't go far. I was able to find it the next day. So we're stuck. And luckily I have a, you know, I've lived in my city of Salem, Ohio for 20 plus years now. I have a good relationship with, you know, car repair places and tow truck companies that I've used over the years. We have a very good tow truck company. Sinsley Towing, S-I-N-S-L-E-Y, Towing in Salem they're unbelievably good and they're a great company great family company and I called Sinsley and they came right out which you know took a while we were about 
30 minutes away from uh, Salem when we wrecked. And they come out and picked us up, took us home, took the car, took care of everything for us. They were great. Really um, helped calm me down because I was not upset, but I was angry because I was one car payment away from paying that car off. One single car payment away from paying it off and owning the car. (laughs) And I wrecked it, if you could believe that. Wrecked it right before, literally 15 days before I was going to pay it off. Isn't that the way it always goes? Something like that happens. And I had full coverage on it, so the guy's like, you got full coverage. You you almost had it paid off anyway. Get yourself something new. You were due for something new anyway. And I thought, you know, calm down. He's right. He's been through this a million times. Get your belongings and get in the tow truck and go home. And now it took him 45 minutes to get there probably or so. And John and I sat there and talked for a while. And when he towed it up on the <laughs> tow truck, all these parts were falling off the um, framework in the front and the engine block area. And uh, water was still dripping out of it from the motor, you know, the the, cool, the coolant from the motor. And I, I knew right away the car was totaled. And that is the case. It, it was totaled. And... Uh, Now I'm going to tell you a funny part of the story, or a twist part of the story. Maybe it's not a twist. We had this horrible impact. We get off the road. We jump out. We look at the car, make sure there's, I said, we got to get out and make sure, you know, if there's a fire, we got to put the fire out before it gets out of control or we're going to lose the car. And we get out and there's no fire. We got everything under control. And we had a flashlight. I've got this big, massive, you know, flashlight. It's like a nightstick almost. And, um, you know, we're trying to take pictures. We can't because it's just can't get a good picture in the dark. And it's really a dark area. There's no street lights or anything. And then we both realized the airbags didn't go off. Both airbags did not go off. That deer hit perfectly above whatever sensor is in the bumper, it kind of like hit above that. And the strike was like, literally it went right into the motor engine compartment. And it didn't hit the bumper sensors for the airbags. Now I'm not a expert, not, not, you know, an engineer on this. I just assume what I said right now is correct. But it was amazing. You know, this car was a very safe model. And it had the side airbags. It had front airbags. Um, and the safety belts didn't even lock on it. I remember that because I actually was trying to look in, like, turn and look in the passenger mirror when he said it was getting up to see it in the taillights. And I didn't get a look at it but for me to lean forward and turn to look in that mirror my safety belt couldn't have been locked because 
when a safety belt locks, like when you hit the brakes real hard or something, um, you know, you're locked in. You can't lean forward and turn. So since John was sitting beside me, I, I leaned forward and looked over to see that mirror better, like a better angle of it. And that was in my memory that, hey, your safety belt didn't even lock. And it just didn't hit in the right spot. It hit in a very odd spot and just decimated the hood, the motor, radiator, and the fender. And, you know, there was all this stuff crushed up against the wheel. And it was just completely all the framework to the engine compartment was uh, gone, which was the big expense. I mean, you just, you would have had to tear the whole front end off to get it right. Even though it was only in the one side, it was it literally from the front, the center of the hood all the way over to the fender was just gone. Like it looked like somebody just took a big ice cream scoop and just gouged a big hole out of my car. It's, it's amazing. The crumple zone just exploded and just disappeared. It was just gone. And I found that quite amazing that we had such a powerful impact and literally the car was gone in a split second and the airbags were not deployed, which uh, I think they're valuable. I think they resell them. (laughs) So maybe they'll get their money back because they did total it. And the insurance company, of course, takes possession of your car when you, when you lose it. So... I thought that was an interesting story to tell you today for Thanksgiving that I've had some terrible misfortune with a wrecked car and struggling to find a decent new model and um, dealing with the insurance company is never easy. And I'm trying to get through that process. And then we got to go to the bank and that's not, I hate going to the bank and I hate looking at used cars I hate doing it but what I do is I do a lot of research online I compare prices I knew what they were going to give me for my wrecked car and I was very close on what they ended up giving me I knew basically what the replacement value was and and what it would be in my area and generally what the value of that car is right now used cars are really up and price because there's not a lot of them for some reason due to COVID and the pandemic and everything there's like less supply and everything and people aren't selling their cars and stuff or something I don't know or people are I don't know but the value of my car was actually pretty high for the year and the miles on it Um, and I kind of knew what I was going to get and I was real, real close on that. What the insurance company ended up settling on was very close to what I thought I was going to get. And then uh, I kind of knew what I was going to have to do for a replacement cost. And that was not so good. I was hoping to stay in the range of between, say, twelve dollars and $16,000. But I had to go all the way up to almost $20,000 range to get anything decent. I didn't want to buy somebody else's junk 
that had been wrecked three or four times. They're out there selling used cars that have been wrecked. Um, and I'm not talking about the dealer that I eventually found that I bought a car from. They've been utterly fantastic. I don't want to mention their name, but just in case anybody infers who they are, they were spectacular. They sold or are selling. We're almost done with the sale. It's everything kind of up in the air because of insurance and checks and everything's in the mail. But we've basically got everything ironed out. You know, I've got the loan pre-approved. I've got the checks in the mail, but everything's crisscrossing and, you know, we've got to get everything to come together in one place. But they've been great. But these other dealers I went to, and they're legit dealers, legit, you know, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler dealerships that had the make and model of the car I wanted. I'd go visit and look and, you know, 13,000, 15,000, 16,000. I even looked at stuff at the $9,000, $10,000 range because I wanted to see what we're talking about when you start adding thousand, you know, adding money to it. What does that mean? And I got news for you. Like I was looking at cars that were wrecked three, four times because you can look them up on Carfax uh, right online and there's pieces missing and broken molding and loose molding and broken wiper blade on the back of the car and a flat tire. We went and looked at a car. They wanted $16,600 for this. Well, it's an SUV, not a car. To me, they're cars. They're, it's either a car or a truck. I'm not an SUV. I'm not a crossover guy. You know, I'm just not. I buy all SUVs, but I just call them cars because to me, they're cars. They're, they're actually station wagons, if you want to know the truth, that they fancied up and everybody just loves them. <laughs> SUVs are the um, station wagons of the 21st century. And uh, anyway, I looked at this, went and looked at this car that was in the right range. It was right interior, right color, right model, right year. And the price was decent and the miles were decent. And I said, well, let's see what $16,650-odd buys you in Ohio. And I went and looked at it. It had a busted, broken molding all around the front. It had been wrecked three, three twice. This one was wrecked twice. The other one we looked at was wrecked four times. This one was only wrecked twice. And it looked like it wasn't repaired properly from the wreck. Uh, interior looked good. Outside body was... <clears throat> Generally pretty nice. Uh, rear wiper was busted off and it had a flat tire. It had one brand new tire and three used tires that I don't know. I think they went to the used, the worst. Somebody said like, we need three brand new tires. So they took them off that car and put three donuts on there. And one of them was flat. And I'm thinking... You want $16,000 for this, $17,000 practically for this car. And I can't even take it for a test drive. <laughs> and I was just blown away. I, I just couldn't believe it. I looked at another car for uh, $15,500, same model as the $16,000 one. One year off. 
a lot more miles, one year off, $1,000 less. But I thought, well, let's see if we look at that, see where we're at. This thing had been banged up four times. And the guy opened the door, driver's door, and water poured out. The drain for the body of the car had been plugged up. And water, when it rained, collected in the the door area, like the jam of the door. So we opened up the door, and this, I'm, I'm talking a substantial puddle of water, fell out of the car door. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, that's... That's normal. That happens all the time. And I'm like, this is not going to go well. So then Chris walked around and she's pressing on the molding and the molding's loose on the front end where it had been banged up. And it's like, this molding's loose and there's a dent here and there's a dent here and there's a big long scratch here. It's like, (sighs) you want that kind of money and there's four dents. It did have new tires. I give him that. You could have actually drove this car. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also had one feature that I didn't like. Uh, it was a push-button start. You just put the key in, and then you push-button start. I didn't like that. Uh, maybe I'm old school, but that was weird and uncomfortable for me. So anyway, we passed on that one too, and um, oh geez, just the used car experience, buying a used car in the United States of America has got to be one of the most painful experiences in the world. I mean, we are the land of opportunity, we are a great nation, I love the United States of America, I love it. And I am a typical American. I am in love with the automobile. I want bigger, stronger, faster. I'm looking at a big, full-size SUV with the V6. and Maybe that's not full-size, but I don't know. It's big for me. I'm a big guy. I wanted headroom, and I want a moonroof, and I want leather seats, and I want heated seats, and I want a rear camera, and I want... You know, all electric and blah, blah, blah. Eight miles to the gallon, you know, beast of a car. No, I'm just joking, but you know what I mean. I want bigger, better, faster American car. And I love the American automobile. I always get myself a nice SUV or something. You know, and I, I love taking road trips, North Carolina, uh, Florida, New York. Love driving in my car. Uh, Chicago, love driving Chicago, and uh, there's just there's just a real uh, loving relationship with the automobile. But buying a used car <laughs> in the United States of America, it's like going through a divorce over and over again that never ends. <laughs> I've never been divorced, but I have a good feeling that's what it feels like. You wake up every day and go, oh my God, I've got to go look at another set of cars today. And that happened. We went, uh, I don't know how many different days looking at cars. And it was a strikeout every single time. And it was funny because I actually did my research. And this might help you you, when you're looking at cars. 
I had my maximum and my minimum where I was money wise. And I started it, um, the believe it or not, all the way down eighty five hundred to nine thousand uh, mark because there are older models of the type of car I want that you can get, and they're really good years. If you look up certain models of cars, they'll tell you like a a twenty ten, a twenty twelve is like the best model year of that car. It had a like a really well documented. Um, lifespan and the motor and the drivetrain were like excellent they really got the model up to speed and it was it was a really good year for that so there's nothing wrong with buying an older model if you know like a transitional model i could have just bought something cheap to get me through for a, you know a year or two till i get past this wreck because I own a 2012, so if I got a 2010 or a 2012 again, that's what I was already driving, and I loved it. I loved my 2012 all-black Ford Escape. And had a moonroof, the, the big the big moonroof. I'm kind of spoiled. I like little things like that. And uh, I just love driving down the road. You know, when you get in the summertime, you put the moonroof up, and you just drive down the road like a bat out of hell, go to the drive-in, you open up the moon roof, put the windows down, enjoy the stars. I'm a big drive-in freak. I go to all the drive-ins, and there's a lot of them in Ohio. And I've talked about it before. And you got to have the right car to go to the drive-in. And you got to have a moon roof or a convertible to go to the drive-in. So you can really enjoy it. So I'm all over the place. But anyway... I started at the 8,500, 9,000 range, and I ended up having to go all the way up to 20,000 to find something that I really felt was decent miles, and I wasn't, I was literally not buying somebody else's junk, not going to have to put four brand new tires on it the minute I bought it, and I'm not joking. I really think if you want ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 or more for a car, it should at least have four brand new tires on it. I know I'm a little petty about this, but, you know, if it doesn't have decent tires, brand new tires or good tires on it, you know, what are we talking about here? I mean, the whole idea of the car is the wheel on the road. And if the wheels are ready to blow, you know, that's a six $800 expense to put brand new tires on a car after you just leveraged yourself to buy it. Um, the least they could do is put four pieces of baloney on your car that aren't going to pop when you go 60 miles down the road. I can't believe you would even think about selling a car in that range, that price range, with, you know, flat baloney skins on it. Or you got to go out there and pump up the tire just to take it on a test drive. That was a really debilitating day when we ran into that. <laughs> so, but you could imagine, it's just all part of the fun and joy of shopping for a car. Well, I don't know how long I've gone here, but uh, I've rambled on probably enough, and everybody wants to get back to the football games, the turkey, the stuffing, and the pumpkin pie. I am very thankful this year that I didn't get harmed 
in that accident, and neither did my passenger, John. He's a good kid, and uh, he and my daughter get along real well. And I always like to talk about family and friends because I think it makes the experience of ASMR more real when you feel invested in each other and we're really friends and you know you know a little bit about me and I get to know you and you get to peer into my life and see that you know I'm just a regular guy struggling just like you Uh, and I've worked very hard all these years to get where I'm at today maybe you're younger and you're struggling right now and seems like everything's insurmountable well don't worry you'll get there and it there were times when I did hit deer and I had to bend that fender out and uh or I ran over something and popped a tire and I had to put a old baloney skin spare on it till I got to payday where I could afford to change it and we've all been there done that and now life's a little easier for me and things are starting to work out and come faster for me like you know I wrecked the car but I got a decent amount of money out of it and things are going my way for a change in in a strange odd way you know I got a new ride right before winter four brand new tires and a and a beautiful new car to keep me safe and warm and I'm very thankful that that I had a good result from a very bad experience. And I hope that all of you out there also have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family, that you um, get to enjoy the feast. Uh, I hope it gives you time to reflect, and I hope you get to do all those fun little novelty things you like to do, like Black Friday or watch the Dallas Cowboy or Detroit Lions game, you know, whatever it is that's your tradition, I hope you get to do it this year, because last year was tough because of, you know, the pandemic and everything, and this year we're really excited because uh, we get to see the, the kids, they're coming, and I really miss them, I love my kids, and I, I really miss them, and I'm really hoping I can see them this weekend. And of course, I have a lot of work to do this weekend, so I have that to look forward to. (laughs) In between all the revelry, I have to knuckle down and get my work done. And we all know that I do like working hard, not just for you, but for me too. I want you to know that I'm willing to dig in roll up my sleeves and work hard for both of us because it does matter to me. You don't quit, you don't give up, and you don't lay down and take it. You get up, you brush yourself off, you call a tow truck, and you start shopping, and you call the bank, you go to the dealers, you deal with the insurance company. You don't lay down and take it. You get up, And you keep going. Because just like the sun comes up every morning, you need to get your ass up and get yourself going to work. Get busy living, 
or get busy dying. There's no in-between. And I do believe that. And I'm very proud of myself. And I'm very proud of you. And I'm very thankful that we have had this time together. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving day and a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you get to see all your family and friends and I hope you have a wonderful time. My tummy is growling. I have got to go get something to eat. So maybe I'll go out and sneak a piece of homemade pie. My wife is a tremendous baker and I'm going to go out and see which pies she made this year for Thanksgiving for us. Maybe some sweet potato. Mmm. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.